What is up, everyone? Welcome to Dad Who Dabs. This is going to be my weekly podcast where I kind of just talk about whatever I want, stream of consciousness, more unedited kind of real stuff, just about life, things coming up on the channel, anything like that. I have a couple topics planned, but it's going to be mostly just me dabbing and kind of talking to you guys about whatever's on my mind. Today I have some shatter and some diamonds that I will be dabbing from Zoinks, Mrs. Dabber's piece. And in Zoinks, I actually have some peace water. The, bo the bottle's over there. But there's going to be a review coming up soon of peace water. It's a solution for bongs and for rigs that is supposed to make it easier to clean your pieces by capturing everything in the water and not letting it stick to the glass as much. I mean, it's still kind of sticking to the glass, but it's definitely not as bad as it used to be. In the video, I'm gonna show comparisons of the two different rigs, one that just has water and one that has piece water so you can see the differences in them. But let me just get this little dab ready. Got my trusty torch here. What brand is this? I've had it for so long. Vector. <laughs> That's the kind of butane I always give. I forget the brand of the torch. Hope you guys are smoking along, dabbing along, vaping along, getting some cannabinoids nice and deep into your lungs because these are going to be deep into mine. So yeah, put this on, pull up a chair, chill out, put on your headphones, or just listen to me while you're doing some housework or doing some homework I got a couple things to talk about and join me while I have a little dab sesh cheers Jesus shatter does not get nearly as much love as it should it's kind of looked down on now as one of the shittier quality concentrates but I swear man nothing there's nothing like having a nice slab of shatter that's like a fucking ounce or half an ounce of just, it looks like beautiful Swiss cheese. <clears throat> oh guys, first the thing I wanted to get off my chest is that every single time I upload one of these Terp Talk Thursdays, almost without fail, YouTube age restricts it. And that sucks. If you're not a content creator, then you don't really understand the harm that age restriction does to your stuff. It just takes away like, I wanna say at least half of your viewership because most people that use YouTube aren't really always logged in. They'll just be using it from their phone on their fucking browser or from their friend's account or something like that. So it's not exactly theirs. And it just sucks when you get age restricted because that means that people that are not logged into YouTube can't watch your video. And people that are logged into YouTube have to have put it in their settings that they can watch age-restricted material. So it's just a fucking nightmare trying to figure out all the little rules for YouTube. Because if you've guys seen the Terp Talk Thursdays, they're literally just informational, educational videos talking about research studies and talking about different essential oils and fucking therapies and stuff. And that's the stuff that YouTube says is not appropriate. That's the stuff that YouTube says has to be blocked from people's eyes. When I've seen horrible things that are super inappropriate on YouTube that kids can watch with reckless abandon, with no age restriction, and it, it just blows my mind 
because the way that it's set up is made to look like a cartoon. You guys have probably heard of Elsa Gate. It was where there was a bunch of weird shit hidden in kids videos on YouTube by a bunch of perverted adults. It was just creepy stuff. So that like always made me a little weary of YouTube in general with their whole like ID software because if that can get through and then my video automatically gets fucking age restricted because I'm talking about terpenes, something's wrong with the system, guys. Like something's definitely wrong. Excuse me one moment. All right. So yeah, as you can see, I'm not going to be really editing this. I might edit it with some music or something in the background, but mostly it's just gonna be me chilling here, floating in whatever background I choose to put, doing some dabs, talking about stuff. Yeah, so the age restriction thing. That was the first thing that like, every single week I upload a video, it automatically fucking age restricts it. And it's so hard to try to spread it around because even on Reddit, that means that it doesn't automatically show up in Reddit. It just shows up as age restricted video, click to view on YouTube. And you have to be logged in on your computer or whatever device you're using Reddit on to be able to go watch the video. It's hard. It's a hard fucking, it's a hard job to be a content creator these days talking about weed. So I try to take some uh, some cues from other channels that have kind of figured it out, but then a lot of their videos don't get monetized. So it, my videos aren't monetized right now either. That's the goal. That's the end goal eventually for every content creator. Make YouTube a job. That would be pretty fucking cool. That'd be pretty nice. God, YouTube just sucks sometimes. God, I love YouTube. You guys probably don't know this. I've been on YouTube for probably 15 years now, 16 years, since I was 15 years old. I've had a couple accounts that have gotten deleted and it was because I was stupid. I was uploading clips of movies or clips of comedy shows and obviously that shit, even back in the day would still get content ID'd and YouTube would realize that it was that or, or somebody would report it from who, from someone from the company would report it and that would get it taken down. So that always sucked. So a bunch of my, like two or three of my accounts and my first YouTube accounts got deleted. Um, but I still have a few of the videos from those accounts. Back in the day, I used to, besides posting copyrighted material, I used to post uh, music videos that I made with certain songs that I liked and movies or TV shows that I would torrent. I would pirate them and put them on my computer and I would edit them in Windows Movie Maker and make little music videos back in the day, kind of hone my editing skills. And for a while, I didn't really create any content. I was just more of a family man. I put all my time and attention towards my family. I have two beautiful boys. I have an amazing wife. My youngest son is, uh, has been diagnosed with autism since he was three. My older son always been super helpful. So it's just, it, it, it's just, it's been an adventure for these past like 10 years. And I used to like always edit videos and do videos in my spare time and just for fun to kind of hone my craft. And then I just found that other things are more important in my life. And I put the priority onto those things. And now that my boys are growing up and I finally have a little bit of chance to focus more on things that are creative, because I didn't really do anything creative for a long time. I was just like, I was just working, working, working. And that was my main thing. But now I get to actually be creative and focus on something that I was putting off for a long time. And I love editing videos. The way that people think about like playing video games or doing stuff like that, that's how I think about editing videos. I can't wait to go edit a video. It's like, it's cathartic for me. It feels nice. It's a great feeling to see something created from something else 
Im almost immediately in the instant that you decide to do it. You can change the video based on whatever you want, whatever you can imagine, and depending on the software you have, nowadays even mobile fucking video editing apps can do the things that most computer editing apps can. They can do motion tracking, they can do speed ramping, like all the shit that you used to have to have like Adobe Premiere and like Sony Vegas, all that shit. The stuff that you would have to have to be able to do these special effects, you have them on your phone now. We all have them on our phones and we don't even realize it. All the technology is already there. So it's, it just became more accessible and I started making videos on my phone and that's kind of how I got back into making videos. I, I started working at a dispensary and getting more passionate about cannabis was a really cool thing in my life because it was something that I always had to hide. It was just something that was never a part of my daily vernacular conversating except with my partner, except with Mrs. Dabber. It was, it was always just us and that was always something that I wish I could have shared with so many more people, but the job I was in at the time, they would not have been okay with it if everyone knew that I smoked weed. So I had to kind of keep that under wraps and make sure nothing ever happened where I could be found out for smoking weed. And so for, for a while, for many, many years, I had to hide who I really was. It was kind of sad. I could never be the diligent dabber. I was always a cook. That's kind of, that was my job for a long time. I was just focusing on cooking and just wanted to be the best that I could at that. But I always loved weed. And the friends that I had that I got to talk to about weed saw how much I loved it and always said that I was so passionate about it and that I should fucking do something in weed and that it wasn't legal back then. It was all still illegal 100%. There was no wreck. There was some medical, but it was very, very, very limited. And I don't even remember knowing anybody that was medical at that point. I don't, I don't think it was even a thing that I can remember. Like it was, it didn't show up on my radar at all. Um, but when I finally got the job at the, at the dispensary, it was just a whole new opportunity. It showed me a lot of different things, some good, some bad, open my eyes about some things in the cannabis world. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's not all just a bunch of stoners. It's, uh, usually a lot of money hungry corporations and, uh, it's terrible. Behind the scenes, backroom dealings, weird bullshit. Like, let me just tell you this. There, I have been privy to some situations where weed was said to be moldy coming from a certain vendor. And because we spent so much money on it, nobody wanted to pull the product. I didn't think it was moldy let alone then again i only checked one sample i didn't think it was moldy but if multiple customers are complaining about this problem and this isn't the first time it's happened with this company why would you keep buying from this company oh because they're giving you deals on all their shitty cheap weed so you get to sell it at double the price and make a fucking profit on this garbage god it was so sad i was I saw so many things that were so disheartening, things that should have never happened, things that should have never happened in the weed industry. Ugh, it was so, it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of shitty. The good parts were great. The bad parts were really bad. Not, not good stuff. Oh man. So let me get back on track. Whew, just went on, went on a whole tangent. My whole plan for this podcast. I don't know what it's going to be, if it's going to be weekly, bi-weekly, whatever. It's going to be something where I just kind of chat and rant about my thoughts about stuff. 
I'm planning on talking about different ideas that I have, announcing different things for the Patreon, different stuff like that. And I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys want to see from this channel? I'm going to try to be creating more longer form content like this, maybe once a week, maybe a couple times a month. And I'm also going to be doing more video reviews and product reviews sprinkled throughout the Terp Talk Thursdays because those were kind of just my backup videos. Those are the videos that I can always hopefully get done in a timely manner and always have some good content for people that will teach somebody something that I am already sort of familiar with. So it's not a huge undertaking to get the information ready for that video. That's why I introduced Terp Talk Thursdays in the first place to kind of give myself a stepping stone to get consistent content onto this channel. And here we are. We, I've done nine of them so far, and I'm going to keep doing them as long as I can. I might stop if I feel I want to take a break or something. I'm sure no one's going to mind. But that was the plan. Get that started and hopefully introduce a couple other shows. I was doing strange showcases. That one didn't really get too much love. I might do certain terp profiles, strain profiles in particular videos, like these are the terpenes that show up in gelato. These are the terpenes that show up in Gorilla Glue and do a whole like, uh, just a video talking about that strain and and those particular terpenes that's not just a strain showcase because the strain showcase was more like history of the strain the lineage info stuff like that it had some flavors and some effects like that because i would smoke it or dab it on air but i know i just did i didn't get any love so you guys let me know what do you guys want to see more product reviews do you guys want to see me bring people on the podcast, some chats with people in the weed industry? I can try to set something like that up and record the videos and put them on here. You never know. Lots of different stuff can happen on this channel, guys. Don't mind me. I'm just looking at my notes. <laughs> yeah, man. Just the biggest problem I had with working at a dispensary was just the fakeness of it. It's just... It always gets portrayed as though it's a big family, as though they're your friends, they're your buddies. And if you find the right dispensary with the right bud tender, the right person working there, sure, it can be a great experience. But most of the time, it's all fake. Most of the time, they're just sales associates trying to get you to buy the most expensive shit. Most of the time, they are just sales associates that got told by their manager that they have to push a certain product by a certain date. And usually, they get incentives for pushing those products. It's just glorified fucking retail. It's actually soul-sucking and soul-crushing when you realize that working at a dispensary isn't really just working at a dispensary it's not like that show disjointed on netflix that makes it seem all fucking silly and sunshine and rainbows there are a bunch of regulations and rules that you have to follow and unfortunately it sucks knowing those rules everybody has to take a class that teaches you all the rules and regulations for the state and then people still fucking break those rules in front of your face flagrantly and it's fucking like just ridiculous because if it's somebody that's in a position of power above you and you try to correct them on that action you're gonna be the one that gets corrected on your action for talking to them about it so that's what sucks you can know that everyone's doing something wrong but if you're the only one saying anything you're the one doing something wrong Ah, welcome to fucking any job ever with corrupted bosses and horrible business practices. God, 
Man, THC was literally the only fucking thing they ever talked about. They always overhyped the bullshit of THC. THC is all hype and no substance. THC is a one-note fucking one-trick pony high that makes you feel one type of thing in one particular way for a certain amount of time, and there's no fucking levels to it. There's no levels to it. It's boring. It's literally hitting a vape pen. Hitting a vape pen of just THC and 100% THC, oh yeah, you're gonna get stoned a little bit, but what a fucking waste. You're not going to experience it nearly as, as nicely as you would if you had tried something of a lower THC percentage with a bunch of natural cannabis-derived terpenes mixed into it, or if you had just smoked some bud. What a waste, and that's all people care about these days. 100% THC, 35% THC, 30% THC. Guys, you know the more THC, usually, the less terpenes that there are in a strain? Because a lot of companies, they will over-dry their bud. They will dry their bud to the point of where, where it fucking crumbles just to touch it. Because that, just that little action of drying it extra for a week or two will give them higher THC results. It will yield higher results for them. And also, these fucking dispensaries shop around. If there's more than one lab in the state that you're in, they can send different samples to different labs for testing and then choose to go with the sample that gave them the highest testing. Oh my god! They can have a plant that had 29% on one nug and 15% on another nug. And they'll go with the 29% and sell it for $70 an eighth. Like, what a fucking ripoff. What a scam. Guys, we all know it doesn't take much money to grow weed. The most money it might take is electricity in your bill. That's if you're using really, really strong lights. That's if you're using crazy fucking hydroponic system where it might cost you a little bit more in electricity and it's gonna significantly raise your amount of your bill. Most of the time, weed doesn't cost a lot of money to grow. It does not cost the amount of money to grow as it gets charged for what you're getting point blank point blank it's dirt sunlight maybe nutrients and water 70 bucks an eighth for a little fucking three three point five grams it's a ripoff it's a fucking scam oh my god man and that was always the shit that we bought our fucking weed based on we just bought shit wholesale, so we fucking bought it from a bunch of different places, sold it at double the price, and only bought it based on THC percentage, or if the company was giving us a deal because they wanted to get rid of their shit. They wanted to get rid of their shit weed, so they charged us fucking 10 bucks an eighth, and we sold it for 50. Woo! What a fucking markup. That's insane, guys. That's the kind of shit they would do every fucking day every day and if you brought it up if you questioned it you were the problem you were the fucking one that was stopping the company from making the most money possible because that's all it ever comes down to the fucking money oh sad reality of fucking dispensaries all they care about is money all they care about is appearances most of the time unless it's literally a medically only focused dispensary and even some of those can only be in it for the money. But unless it's that, the bud tenders most of the time aren't going to care about 
anything that you're saying to them. Dude, I was a I was a butt tender for a year and a half, and I was one of the few who gave a shit. I was one of the few who gave a shit. Ten other co-workers around me doing the same thing. All bullshit. In one ear, out the other. Not listening to the customers. They already knew what the customers wanted because they told the they told the customers what they wanted. They would have the idea of what they wanted to sell the most of in a day. I know people that would play games. One or two fucking other employees would play games. Hey, I'm going to sell this eighth the most today. The shit garbage weed. I'm going to sell that one the most today. Let's see if you can sell more than me. Poor fucking customers that got that hay. That got that garbage hay. Overly dried. No terp weed. Guys. If you guys don't realize by now, terpenes are, are important. The entourage effect is a thing. It matters. Holy shit, it matters. You can't just go by THC. It's going to be horrible if you just live your life like that. I always make it the equivalency to people to make them understand. Imagine if you only ever drank moonshine. Imagine if you only ever fucking drank moonshine, Everclear, grain alcohol. Imagine if you only ever drank the strongest kind of fucking alcohol there was. That's not a very pleasant experience. The whole difference with whiskeys and fucking vodkas and tequilas is the difference in flavors and ingredients and fucking nuances and the subtlety of the smokiness or whatever it is. Oh my God, what are we doing? We're teaching an entire generation to go for the strongest shit, and that's it. What a fucking wasteful mentality. What a silly way to think, and what a way to miss out on some of your possibly favorite strains that you will never try, because they don't even cap 20%. It could be 18% and be the best fucking weed you've ever smoked. I am a huge proponent that your body knows what you're going to like about a strain before you even do in your brain. Before you mentally understand what's happening, you can smell it and your olfactory glands will notice if something in those terpenes is going to benefit your body physically or not. Guys, trust your body. Every body is different. Trust your body. Because when you smell weed and you like the way it smells, even if it smells weird, because guys, I like the weird, funky, strange smelling strains. I like the strains that almost smell offensive. I like the strains that are fucking weird. I like the strains that smell like cat piss or fucking musky basement, fucking armpit, gym sock sweat. The weird fucking gross almost smelling terps. The ones that are like savory sometimes and like meat or smokiness the weird terps those are the ones i like those are the ones i search for the ones in grease monkey and fucking meat breath and gmo all those strange strains those are the ones i absolutely love mac one re recently was the one i had the most fucking love for because i had one nugget that was four grams that took me like two months three months to smoke it was my last resort nugget in case there was nothing else. I, if I, in case I didn't want to dab, I didn't want to do anything else, didn't want to smoke any other strains. This was the nugget that I would break a tiny chunk off from and it would hurt my heart every time I did. Just, just hurt my soul every time I did. Oh my God. Guys, that Mac one always smelled like a fucking beef and vegetable and onion dinner.
that's the smell like beef stock it's so fucking strange to, to say and most people don't really understand most people don't get it if you get it you get it and if you don't understand you have to try some of those strains because you might love them you might smell it and be like ooh, ooh, that smells weird but i gotta go in for another sniff oh my god that smells fucking incredible i don't know why but i love that smell it doesn't have to smell like flowers and fruit to smell good guys trust me go after terps instead of thc percentage look at the terpene percentage because a lot of good dispensaries or and a lot of good growers will get the terpene the terpene testing info too from the labs it's a little bit extra in the testing for money that they have to pay to get the terpene profiles but they can do it and if they're a good fucking company if they're a reputable company they will guys you have to go for strains that have like at least at the very least, 1% terpenes in flower form. Ideally, 3%, 2.5%. Oh my god, if you see 5%, fucking be still my heart. What a beautiful day. What a wonderful, like, bouquet of flavors and smells that you're going to get out of this strain. Because that's not fucking normal. Guys, you have to start going after terpene profiles just as much as you go after thc because if thc is all you're ever going to care about you're only getting half the experience you're only getting half of the experience you're wasting half of the potential of your high you might be kind of noticing that your high is kind of stagnant it's kind of always the same you kind of have to re-up on your high every hour two hours i remember those days it was because all i was doing was fucking vaping 98 percent thc distillate vape pens it burns out your fucking cannabinoid receptors in my opinion and it makes it so you have to keep taking larger and larger amounts just to get that same effect as if you just smoked a bowl that's guys this is one of the reasons that i love dabs so much because dabs on average have at least like five percent terpenes the lowest i've seen on terpene percentage of dabs because all the dabs that i've gotten at a dispensary were tested for terpenes as well because that's half of the dabbing experience yeah it has a lot of thc but that's not all that matters god that's not all that matters guys that's why the thc powder that you see it'll be a hundred bucks a gram and it'll last you fucking four dabs four or five fucking dabs and you just feel like yay i'm really stoned for 20 minutes and then i got a fucking dab again that's not what you want you have to have the entourage experience of all the cannabinoids and all the terpenes working together to give you the effect you can't just guys you can't just go off a terpene uh ter yes you can can't just go off of terpenes you can't just go off of thc percentage what a waste oh it just brings me back to my fucking days of my friends drinking grain alcohol it was just that's all they wanted to drink they would mix it into everything they would mix it into their fucking mountain dew orange soda fucking apple juice and they'd be shit-faced all day but not the nice kind of shit-faced where you're like enjoying it and calm and being cordial and nice to, to other people. You're the bad kind of shit-faced. The shit-faced where the word comes from, where you are just being a piece of shit. You're just being rambunctious and mean and rude. 
And I never liked being around those guys when they were like that. It was just awful. And that's all they like to fucking drink. Yeah, I'm not much of an alcohol drinker either, but I can understand that there is a difference between drinking 14% wine, having a few glasses, and over time feeling nice and loosened up and feeling more open to conversation. That's totally different than taking a fucking 99% alcohol shot that is like you could start a fucking tractor with it. Like, oh, just I can imagine the burning going down because there was there was one time where a friend of mine had a bottle of what I thought was vodka. I was 21. I was 20. I was I was 20. He had a bottle of vodka and it wasn't vodka. It was grain alcohol in a little plastic bottle that looked like a vodka bottle. And he asked me if I wanted to have a swig. And I looked at the plastic bottle, thought it was vodka, was like, yeah, sure. I want to be cool. So I took a sip of it and <laughs> burned my fucking throat like if I had just drank fire. And I, it was just, oh, what is that? What is that? Oh, it's grain alcohol. Oh, fucking wonderful. What are you doing? Why do you just have that? Like, out. Like for everyone to, and you're offering it to people to sip. That's fucking crazy. Oh, tell people what it is, man. It was horrible. <laughs> Holy shit. Dabs, dabs are, are my best friend right now. Oh, let me actually do another dab. Speaking of, do some of these diamonds. Hope everyone's having a great day, enjoying this beautiful weather. Well, I don't know if it's beautiful where you are, but where I am, it's super sunny outside and hot. So I apologize if you have heard the air conditioner humming in the background because I tried to do this without the air conditioner on and it was melting. Guys, I run hot. I sweat. If it's fucking 80 degrees or above, I'm going to get warm and I'm going to perspire and I couldn't do it. So I had to turn on the AC for like the past 20 minutes before I started recording. <laughs> and that's that's where we are because I was going to fucking die and I still wanted to get this done and I did not want to be sweating like a pig. Hope you guys are smoking along, dabbing along, vaping along, getting some cannabinoids nice and deep into your lungs because these are going to be deep into mine. Oh, guys. So what's the biggest bullshit you ever dealt with with YouTube? Are you a content creator? Do you just upload random clips of stuff that you like, of gaming or just stuff in your daily life and you ever gotten copyright striked guys something i heard about from kit boga i don't know if you guys know kit boga you probably do the scammer um the scam baiter with the big aviator sunglasses tends to be an old woman or an old man kit boga was talking in one of his live streams about how he got copyright strike he got a copyright strike for the dial tone of a fucking phone call The dial tone of a phone call, guys. That's half of his... That's a huge portion of the audio when he's waiting for a scammer to pick up. The fucking dial tone. So he had to make his own dial tone to put into videos to cover the real dial tone. Because he got copyright strike. And what it was, there's a company that had a song that had the dial tone in the beginning, few seconds of the song. And they automatically copyright striked it. And he was fucking so confused. And he, the funny, a funny thing he said was, I'm, I wonder how many people have gotten all their monetization taken away because of a phone ringing in their video from this one company claiming that it's their sound. 
Oh, guys. Back in the day, <coughs> back in the day, in YouTube days, I used to also do vlogging videos. I have them all privated on my channel now. They're all hidden away because I had hair. I had big, poofy, curly hair and little to no facial hair. It was a very different dabber, a very different guy. <laughs> so that was when I was like between 17 and like 19. Uploading videos about like lucid dreaming and stuff about religion and all my ridiculous ideas about stuff that I knew nothing about and just That's what YouTube was. That's what YouTube used to be man it was Just a place where you go and put whatever fucking video you want and that's kind of what it's returning to with the whole like resurgence of family vlogging in the past few years, but it's still such a weird niche. Before it was like, hey, after work, I'm gonna come home and record a video talking about my day and things that piss me off. Now it's like, hey, every single day from the moment I wake up, I'm going to be trying to make a clickbait video exist in my life and make it happen for real. Two very different mindsets. One is just using YouTube as an afterthought just to kind of fucking post whatever you want. And the other one is making YouTube your entire existence and your sole thought throughout the day. And that's a sad way to live too. I can't, there are times when I get too focused on a video and it's just like, I gotta literally put this out of my mind for a little while. I'm gonna focus on doing something totally different, get myself out of it because it just, it's gonna, it's gonna drive you crazy. Always worrying about the stuff that you can't do in the moment, just, realize and acknowledge what moment you're in what you can do right then and there enjoy that moment to the best of your ability and don't let it pass you by guys i used to be such a forward thinker but not in a positive way i always used to think only about what's gonna happen 10 years from now what's gonna happen 20 years from now like never really enjoying the present moment and that's not a great way to live you waste so much time you miss so much stuff right in front of your face thinking it's gonna be better tomorrow when it's great today you have to appreciate the moment you have right now and i try to be positive in my videos now i started saying um take care of yourself even though today might be hard tomorrow will be worth it because it's true sometimes the days especially with depression or anxiety sometimes the days feel like it's a struggle to get out of bed. So I try to push a little bit of positivity into the world in that way. But in another way, also, you have to be present in the moment, guys. You have to be mindful of the moment. Don't let anything pass you by. I've been guilty of it before, and it sucks realizing it in hindsight. Like, fuck, I was dumb, and I totally missed this awesome thing that happened to me. I was right there, but I didn't really experience it. It's kind of like being at a concert and recording it on your phone it's not the same it it's not the same because unless you just have a tripod set up and you're not even looking at it not thinking about it subconsciously your main focus is on the shot your main focus is on the fucking camera that you're holding you're not really enjoying with your eyeballs the fucking physical show that's in front of you you're looking at the digital representation on this tiny device of this amazing thing in fucking three-dimensional space right in front of you and that's how most people go through life you go through life just kind of looking past everything basically looking at your phone all the time 
And that's a hard thing that a lot of people struggle with these days, man. I've, we've all been guilty of it. And something that I tried to do to kind of get myself out of that mindset is to give myself little technology breaks or I'll just put my phone somewhere and try to forget about it. I'll just literally leave it somewhere with no intention of coming back to get it anytime soon. And that's where it'll stay for a few hours. That's how I have to fucking stop my dopamine response trigger mechanism in my brain from like, hey, new message, new comment, new like, new this, new that. You can't, it's hard to just not fixate on that stuff because that's how our entire society has been built as of late. And it's just, it's tough guys, it's tough. It's tough to get out of that mindset and to see people in that mindset and them see nothing wrong with it. And you see, Jesus Christ, you're not even living a real life. Man, and that's one of the reasons I smoke weed. That's one of the reasons I do dabs. Helps me feel like I'm being more present in the moment. And guys, I think I'm going to wrap this up. It's been about half an hour. Thank you for joining me for the first episode of Dad Who Dabs. This is going to be, like I said, I don't know if it's going to be weekly. But thanks for watching my first podcast. And uh, let me know what you think down in the comments. Check out my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash dabber. Check out my Instagram, instagram.com slash diligent underscore dabber. Or just, just search diligent dabber. Search diligent dabber on Instagram. Two pages will come up. Both will be me. One is my regular page. One is my review page. It's not that hard, but I always over-explain it. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. I am very stoned right now, and I forgot like how long I've even been recording for. So, like I said, thanks for joining me, and I hope you have a good day. And even though today might be hard, tomorrow will be worth it. So take care of yourself and take it easy. Thanks for watching.